0: let's have a sincere conversation about
1: events across the nation and topics for our own morality let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality hello everybody welcome to the podcast perception is reality it is your host david and today, I'm very excited to have my first non family or friend guest uh, with me, uh, Tammy Sorrento.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Tammy. How are you tonight?
0: I'm awesome, and thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being a guest. I appreciate it. Can you? I like to tell everybody how I know or how I've come to acquire a guest because I don't want there to be any perceived biases. And if there is one, I am like I like to be very upfront about it because as the show is perception as reality, I want to create a crystal clear path for the, for the listeners. So can you tell everybody how you came to choose us, choose me, choose the audience to be a guest on the show?
0: Well, I tell you, um, my assistant, which happens to be my daughter, she is the one who found you. And when she asked me if I would be okay with being on your show, I said yes. So she is the one who scouted you out.
1: That's awesome. Yes. Um, uh, Hopefully she's a listener. Oh, yes. Good. I appreciate the quickness in that. I love it. Um, So, Tammy, you are the owner and CEO of a company called Fireball Approves. Yes, I am. Can you tell everybody about Fireball Approves, please?
0: Well, I started this company because I came into a situation of where I was dealing with a scammer on a vacation rental. And because of my background in investigation, I was not, I mean, I I saw the red flag, so I was not a victim, but it opened my eyes how easy it is for someone to be trusting and to become a victim, I've spoken to so many victims over the last year and a half. And I decided that instead of just being thankful that I was not a victim, I decided I had to do something about it.
1: And what was that decision? A starting Fireball Approves is, is obviously the decision. I don't mean to say it like that. But can you tell us a little bit more about what your mission is with this company?
0: Okay, my mission is to protect consumers from becoming victims of scams. So we specialize, I became, in fact, I am a claims adjuster. I've been in insurance for the last 25 years. So I naturally am cynical. And so when I was in conversation with this person that I actually wanted to rent the house that he was advertising for a family vacation, a reunion. Um, Once again, I realized that the person I was dealing with was not the owner of the property. And after it came to light, in fact, I spoke to a prior victim and get this, the the person that i was corresponding with he actually or she actually mm-hmm. sent me references to prove that he was truly the owner so that i could rent this <laughs> this home uh-huh. well one of the references i he didn't have the phone number so i googled the phone number and she was in chicago and she was so embarrassed that her and her husband had flown from Chicago to Key West over New Year's Eve weekend and this place with a scam
1: so if I'm understanding this correctly and and just to, to clarify to everybody uh, that if you're a longstanding listener you already know this I don't do any prep this is an unedited unfiltered unscripted conversation so this was a property you were going to rent in key west and this other couple was going had air quote rented this property in the past however the it it wasn't the property existed the property was a tangible property however the person renting the property mm-hmm. didn't own it so if i'm hearing you correctly these poor people flew from chicago to key west Mm-hmm. They get there, knock on the door, and they're like, "What are you doing here?"
0: Yes, exactly. That is exactly what
1: happened. Okay, so this this is this is why I'm very excited that that your your daughter found me and is. It it makes sense why she thought this would be good because perception is reality. So the perception is. I'm doing a, an online rental. I don't want to name any names. I probably will slip. Everybody that's listening knows that I'm a human being, and I will slip and probably name a name. I will try not to. However, we're doing an online rental. It happens, right? Um, it, yeah, I was going to say, well, you know, it might be my age, too, but, you know, we'll leave that alone. Um, so they're doing an online rental from one of the sites, and you, you I think the automatic perception is that as the renter that the person who's renting because they're in an authoritative position somehow is automatically trustworthy when that's not the case.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay. Mind mind blown because I am one of those naive people that if I'm doing a, you know, um, fill in the name company that I expected that there's been some sort of vetting process there.
0: And that's not the case. And that's why I developed Fireball Approves.
1: Do you know the stats on that uh, off chance? Like how many of these people are actual scammers?
0: You know what? That is such a unquant. Um, unquanti- it's hard to quantify that. And the reason is because of the psychology of it. For instance, the couple that I spoke to from Chicago they didn't report that to anyone there are so many times that this happens and the victim is embarrassed they're shameful that they fell for it so that's why you know I could do the research on you know how much is paid out in fraud and what have you but to me If it happens one time, it happens too many times. And we know that this is increasing because if you just Google search rental scams, it's all over the entire US. So uh, the numbers, I just, I don't, I truly do not believe that the numbers reflect the actual situation because the victims that I speak to, I always hear I wish I knew about you sooner, because they they had some type of monetary loss. And then the actual inconvenience, in fact, when I spoke to the victim from Chicago, I asked her, well, you used your credit card, so you were protected, right? And she said it took six months to get her money from the credit card. So think about the financial implications. The money that she, because she paid up front. So here is that rental. Then she had to find temporary accommodations while she's there because she is very far away from home. And that must have been astronomical.
1: Yeah, last minute on, you said New Year's, right? Right. That, That, uh. Because the perception is the hospitality industry is so nice, they never jack up their rates during holidays. That that doesn't happen ever.
0: And I just wonder, oh my gosh, how did she even find accommodations? Because Key West is not very large.
1: No, and I would imagine that it's a good destination. A lot going on. Absolutely. So it's, but it's, it's not. So I mean, we're talking about vacation, Ronald, because that's your personal story. Yes. But it goes beyond that, right? When we're talking about people we're renting from, I've heard store, I've heard, okay, so just on the renter, on the on vacation rentals, um, temporary housing, things like that, you hear horror stories about these hidden cameras and these creepers.
0: That's funny that you mentioned that because I was just researching that this week after um, I saw on the TV about Starbucks, that they have been... Um, A victim of people putting surveillance cameras in the restrooms of Starbucks all over the US. What? And I thought, you have got to be kidding me. Like, it looked like a phone charger, it looked like a USB port. And it was a surveillance camera in the woman's restroom. And that blew my mind that we have to really be diligent and cognizant of our surroundings
1: wow yeah. that's um i that's horrifying on many levels it i just is?
0: i imagine if that was your daughter in there
1: um yeah that that this is why I am a little speechless right now and and again unscripted unedited conversation this is What normal conversations are like, I'm floored. That's disgusting. It is. And if it was my wife or daughter. um, Right. Wow. Uh,
0: And it wasn't just one area. When they showed all the locations, that was very surprising to me.
1: you help your guests with this, but also, I forgot where I was going now, I'm so floored, but you help your guests with these kind of things, vet out, like, for vacation rentals, but it's also um, for long-term rentals, like, six to month to, you know, long-term, like, housing versus just, like, uh, vacation.
0: Yes, let me tell you about, a, um, I was on the local news, and there was a single mother of two children, which resonated with me because when my kids were young, I was a single mother and I have two children. So she was looking for a long-term rental and sent me a Craigslist ad. And when I did the background research on it, that was a foreclosed home. And imagine that someone is going to take the money from a single mother of two young children first last and security deposit and not think twice so I kept that from happening and that's my motivation right there
1: wow so can you walk I just I I don't mean to dismiss that by going wow can you walk us through but like I mean that's crazy but I want to know can you walk us through that 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 process because the perception, again, the perception is, okay, they're a landlord, they own the property, they're authoritative. Like, are there any other, are there any other misperceptions that we as normal people have that you've come across that, that like, there's a different reality than what we think?
0: Oh, of course. Um, there was now, my services are nationwide and but there was a news report that I saw from Orlando where a grandfather who had custody of his grandchildren had moved into a home long-term. The home was empty. A person, the scammer actually changed the locks of this home. So the scammer who's posing as a landlord shows this grandfather this home Why would you think twice they opened up the home? So now he has turned on the utilities. He's moved in the home. This was also a foreclosed home. A couple months later, he gets a knock on the door. It's the bank. Ah, Isn't that scary?
1: It is, so there seems like they're using like all this housing crisis. Right. So they're using that they, do the fake landlords scout these houses out and they know that no one's living there? How do they, how do they even find a foreclosed home?
0: I believe, I'm sure there's many different ways. I mean, you can look on realtor.com. You can look, you know, anywhere. If, If you see a home that appears to be empty, you can find, you can research that on the internet.
1: My mind just doesn't work that way. I wouldn't even think of, um, hey, there's this foreclosed home. I'm going to rent it out. Mm -hmm. Like that's just so. So what do people do? Like how do people protect themselves?
0: That's why I started Fireball Approved. So for $19, they can send me the ad. And here's what I do. I contact the advertiser and identify myself. I am Fireball approved. I have been contracted by a potential renter. Um, what is the address? What is your name? And they give me that. And then I use my tools as a private investigator. And it's the same tools that banks use that. And I find out who actually owns that home contact them and find out if they are renting that property. Oftentimes, here's what the scammers are doing. Someone could be renting that home. And this is generally what happens on Craigslist. Um, I was on the radio for an interview and the owner of the radio station called me about a month later and she said, my daughter's moving back to town. She's finished with school. And she found this rental on Craigslist. She said, but I just, I I have a gut feeling something's not right. Can you check into it? So sure enough, that's that's the steps that we took. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, it was a hijacked ad. So we were in touch with, so what they're doing is they're copying the photographs that a legitimate ad is out there. And then they're posting it at a lesser rate. So you think, oh, that's a good deal, or you don't know what the property values are for that area, because why would you? And that's how the scammers are getting away with this. Well, not on my watch.
1: Well, I'm glad that uh, you're out there. That sounds like when people have, quote unquote, hijacked Facebook profiles, it's not really that they've Hijack your profile. What they've done is you don't have your security settings set right mm-hmm. and they're able to get all your photos They make a fake account. They refriend your friend list because they were able to download it because your settings weren't right, right. And then once they refriend all your friends, then they get all your friends information
0: Exactly,
1: so that's they've just these these people Have taken that to Advertisements
0: yes Yes, I have. In fact, I had a friend request from someone that I knew from work. So we had um, thirty or forty mutual friends, but I found it odd that when I received a friend request, we only had one mutual friend, and that was my red flag.
1: Yeah, that's the same with me. Usually, um, I first I question. I'm like, aren't I already friends with this person? And right. then. I usually am, and then I'm like, okay, and then I report the account and I let the person know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if I'm not, then um, I do what you did. I'm like, mutual friends, you know, one. I'm like, oh, that's strange. Posts, none. Right. Uh, it just seems strange, but it's different when you're talking about these real estate transactions because there's no Facebook timeline. Exactly. You, you can't say, hey, I've, I've seen this. Before you're not looking right um, and if I could talk to you for a moment about one perception is reality thing uh, item, I should say is that when you mention Craigslist, my perception I have no basis for this mm-hmm. I, I have no actual tangible proof for experience, right. but my perception is that Craigslist is Probably not the best place to do anything because I've heard of the and this is just because of things I've heard over time yes. um, like it doesn't shock me that somebody was scammed on Craigslist because of the the uh, all the prostitution that happens on there and I, I think there was one horrible story about one man he was killing the women yes
0: I do remember and
1: that. that's just one example so I don't have the best perception about Craigslist, is that something that you would caution people against? You're like, no, it's it's just as reliable, but you know, we like to vet these things out anyway, or is it pretty much like, look, y'all, if it's oh, my Texas came out there, sorry. Look, uh, <laughs> if you see this on Craigslist, then you know, you should definitely if it's on Craigslist, you definitely wanna call Tammy. Oh,
0: you are not kidding. Absolutely. Um, What's a shame is that then that affects the ones that are legitimate. And there are. There are legitimate ads on there. So, how do you know?
1: I, that's, well, we don't, but you do.
0: Right, right exactly.
1: That's just incredibly fascinating uh, In fact, how that all works.
0: Literally, I have combed through Craigslist and reported ads that didn't pass the sniff test. For me, like, I will do a reverse search on the photos. And if I see the listing on Craigslist for $500 a week, and then I see that it's listed on another platform for $1,500 a week, that's a, that's a
1: yep.
0: copied ad.
1: And that's, that's a classic catfish. It sure is. So you're going all Neve on, on the real estate industry.
0: Right, right.
1: Fascinating. Hopefully, Neve hears this and shares it <laughs> for us both. Um, exactly. Well, it's definitely. How do you? When let's just say, for example, that you've got an ad that that passes the sniff test, passes the investigation. It's a real ad with a real landlord. When you send your clients, especially with vacation rental, um, I'm not. I guess this is again a perception thing. Like, I would think that the vacation or hotel rental would have more likelihood to have hidden cameras than a long term rental. But I'm sure that now that I'm saying it, I'm probably wrong.
0: Perception, right? Right. Um, like I said, I just started researching that this week. There are apps, there's several that I saw on the app store that you can download a surveillance camera finder a detector so I'm working out a plan to see what would be the best because my stepdaughter is a airline stewardess so she's all over the place and I think holy moly you know I don't want her to be videotaped.
1: <laughs> no. No, I you don't and nobody should be videotaped and you hear about that all the time. Right. And what then once question. this is you know, I tell people who are um, you know, just only slightly younger than me that when you put something online, it's it's there. Yeah. And I have an IT background, so I can be very clear about this. If you think you're deleting something, think again. You think again, because it's there, because every night, every one of those servers is backed up. Right. Guess what? Those backups are backed up. True. So over the course of time, if you've deleted your Facebook history, backups do overwrite. However, you're talking about years.
0: This is true. So true.
1: So nothing you do is anonymous. Right, uh, And I got news for everybody listening. Things that you think you're doing that are encrypted and anonymous, well, they might be encrypted between the apps that you're using because you're using encrypted on one side or the other, but there's backups of everything.
0: Right, right. It, it, it is scary. You know, technology is a great thing, but then we have to be responsible with it. And that's, that's how I perceive the home sharing market, is what a fantastic opportunity because when I when I think about my family reunions, I, my siblings are we're all spread out, but because of the home sharing market, we get to have you know a week together each year, and when you can rent a home, that is so much better to be under one roof. You have you generally have a pool. So for the kids to play, it's it's so phenomenal because we wouldn't be able to truly afford it any other way.
1: Yeah, my, we, we do something similar. And, uh, you know, now it makes me nervous. Um, so you'll probably get a, a referral from my sister soon. Good. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to protect people.
1: So real quick and yes. i just everybody knows and if they don't know they should know that this is a non this podcast the word this is my podcast is a non money making opportunity for me i don't have ads on my website i don't put ads on my facebook page i do not choose to insert ads into this broadcast right this is just me trying to learn and hopefully other people learn as well so that being said I am not above shameless promotions. So why don't you take the opportunity now to tell everybody how to get a hold of you?
0: Thank you, David. Um, my website is fireballapproves, and that's plural, dot com. I'm on Facebook, and I really am proud of my Facebook business page, Fireball Approves. There's no space, because I don't just post things about my business If I see any type of scam, it could be a phone scam, it could be an elderly scam, it could be um, any type of fraud whatsoever, I post, that's what I post. So even if it's not something that's in my wheelhouse, I'm still trying to educate the public. Um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Pinterest, LinkedIn. And once again, I'm Tammy Sorrento on LinkedIn. I also have a business page on LinkedIn. But I try to be on all of the platforms so that people can find me because there isn't a company doing this currently. And if they don't know about us, then I'm not doing my job well enough. In getting my information out there so it is crucial that when people hear about me that they do share my information so i appreciate that david
1: oh, you're very welcome and one thing again i think if people people assume that these apps these things they're vetted but you know the perception is they are and they're legitimate but they're not and it's sad to say that we have to be so distrusting but I think we have to be.
0: I think we have to be, absolutely. Someone, I I have become um, unwittingly the anti scam lady. And so everyone that knows what I'm doing, when they hear of instances of people getting ripped off, they'll send the information to me. So here's something that I found interesting is moving companies. So... That's kind of in my wheelhouse because I vet rental homes. So now you hire a mover. They, You have your agreement, you pay them, they come and pick up your stuff. And then they hold your stuff ransom for more money. So they extort the customer.
1: how how, how does that even happen
0: right so you know these aren't the big names you're we're all on you know trying to stretch our dollar as far as we can so you see a good deal you're trusting which if someone does get burned they're they're so embarrassed and you know what i say not shame on the person for trusting, it's shame on that person that should be making money a legitimate way. But here is my tip for that situation. If you hire a moving company, you need to request a certificate of insurance in your name. Now, here's what's really important about that is say that the moving company, when they first started off, they were legitimate. Maybe they didn't get the business that they had anticipated. So when you take out a policy, your down payment is equal to 60 days, two months. So you can actually have a certificate of insurance that was active, that is no longer active if they don't make the subsequent payments. So here's my tip, and I hope everyone pays attention, is if you request a certificate of insurance in your name as a certificate holder, then the insurance company, if that policy laps, then they have a responsibility to let the certificate holder know So now you're given a certificate of insurance. Now, can that be fake? Absolutely. So look and see on the certificate who the insuring company is. Don't use the information on that sheet of paper. You get the phone number of the insurance company. All you have to do is Google it, and you call that number. Because if it's a sheet of paper, how easy is it to, you know, put your girlfriend's number on there and you call and she can say, hey, yeah, this is um, (laughs) XYZ company and yeah, they have active insurance.
1: Why is the active insurance so important? Is that in case anything breaks or how does that tie into them holding things for ransom or does it not? It's totally different.
0: No, because then you have recourse. If anything is broken, if they don't give you your stuff back, what have you, then you have another company to step in. I'm not saying that that is the, you know, that that's going to protect everything, but it's definitely a good start.
1: Hmm. Well, it's good to know that I don't think, again, the perception is if I'm seeing a certificate, it must therefore be valid, but. Well, you know, us lay people that aren't an insurance or a private investigator, we don't know that an insurance, that type of insurance, can be valid for sixty days, and then they theoretically they should pay it, but they may not have paid it. But
0: exactly,
1: you know, they're not covered, but the paper says that they are.
0: Right, right.
1: I'm still a little confused about the holding things ransom. So when I'm picturing a move in my head. Uh, I'm thinking of an uh, intra city move where it's, you know, they show up in the morning mm-hmm. in the evening you're moved in. Right. So there's no real place for them to hold your stuff hostage unless they just decide not to show up in their truck.
0: Well, the things that I had read these stories, because it seems to be happening a lot is it's more intra state. So it's a case of your stuff is on a truck. Think of military families.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oftentimes you're packed up, the stuff may go and you follow a couple days later. So you expect your stuff to come. Now you're at your new place to live and you call and say, okay, come deliver. And they say, Oh, you owe us Several thousand more, or we're not going to bring your stuff
1: back. And you have no idea where it is. There's exactly. no tracking device on your stuff.
0: Exactly.
1: That's horrible. We did. That's we did an interstate move from New York down to Texas uh, two years ago. So that was. We were in a similar situation, not because of military, but um, right. you know, we had a. It was a corporate move, so we had a large name. Um, company, and we were in constant contact with our driver. Nice, but uh, you know there was the a risk. So the risk for us, and I can see how this may happen. The risk is, we actually moved down here during Harvey. Like literally, when I mean during Harvey, I mean during Hurricane Harvey. We oh, were wow. stuck in, we were stuck in Dallas for a couple days. We couldn't even get down here to Houston. Right. And. The risk for us was if you don't meet your original date, then the driver needs to move on to a new location. So they put your stuff in one of their storage facilities. And then when you are capable of rescheduling, a new driver comes and delivers your stuff. Right. Now our driver, Victor, um, and I'm using his name because he was just thoroughly Awesome, because he told us point blank. He's like, "Look, it's Harvey. I'm stuck here. We were stuck in the same city. We were, we stayed at different hotels, but he was stuck in Dallas just like we were." Wow. And he was like, "Look, I could theoretically take another job and take off." He goes, "But you know, it looks like you guys are going to be in in the next 24 to 48 hours." Right. And he was very honest. He said, "Look, if your stuff goes in storage, that's when things go missing."
0: Oh, okay. He was very honest,
1: wasn't he? Yep. And he said, that's when things go broke, get broken.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So he's like, look, if you want, he goes, I will, I will refuse the next job because he was getting offered another job. He's like, I'll refuse it and I'll still deliver all your stuff. It'll stay in the truck. It's been untouched. We're like, yeah, Victor, you know, please. Yes. Now that resulted in a couple things. None of our stuff was broken. Awesome. I mean, actually, I think like something silly was broken like a pen. I mean, I'm being overly silly about it, saying a pen just to prove a point. But it was something completely frivolous that I think both my wife and I were like, why do we even pack that in the first place? But nothing else was damaged. Um, the, the TVs, uh, you know, anything expensive that would be an expensive item, nothing damaged. So we very much appreciated him. And that resulted. And uh, I mean, I gave him a much bigger tip. No
0: doubt.
1: And uh, quite frankly, when we built our house, we picked a house on a piece of paper. We built it. We didn't measure anything. Some of our furniture actually didn't fit in the house. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so we actually, plus a tip, we gave that to Victor, and he was like, oh, this is awesome. I could use this. Like, oh. take it. Cheers, bro. We can, we can even. So, I mean, just let that be a lesson to you, kids. Honesty pays. Yes,
0: it pays. It really does
1: people appreciate honesty and kindness. But the thing is, I don't think, again, this might be my perception is, and and I'm going to segue from the topic for a moment, because that's just what I do in life. Mm -hmm. Um, My perception is that kindness and honesty are becoming more rare. So when I saw it, I was overly joyed by it.
0: Yes. And you've rewarded that.
1: I absolutely did. I absolutely did. I was very appreciative. I mean, I was. He was going to get a good tip anyway because he was just a great guy in general. I mean, he was very nice. Um, You know, he was. I believe that you receive the respect that you give, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I don't care what anybody's chosen profession is or who they are, what they do. They will always receive the same respect that I would like to receive in return. And I—that's not failed me. And I don't think it will. Um, but can you tell us what happens? Is there ever any backlash from these scam renters? Rent, rent? No, renters—the person renting the scam. I'll just say scam artists.
0: Artists. <laughs> um, when I first started the company, and as a matter of fact, I was. I actually looked at the forums for Craigslist because I thought, you know, that's going to be my target audience, people using Craigslist. And to be honest with you, David, when I said that, you know, I'm starting a company, I'm going to be vetting uh, rental ads. I got a lot of backlash, a lot, like very close to threats. And that just gave me even... The fact that I angered someone in trying to do something good—it actually made me move forward even more. It—it it, it was astounding to me.
1: Wow. And what was what was your perception posting the ad? Was it just a you know innocent, normal like, hey, I'm posting this to get. Hey.
0: Oh, hey you know this is what I'm I'm starting a business and this is what I'm gonna be doing and it was oh they they really tried to tear me apart um but it didn't stop
1: me well that's uh, that's good for all of us that it didn't stop you but I guess I never would have thought that backlash would have come from the ad I I I was asking because I was almost positive that you would have exposed people and they would have wanted some sort of revenge like you know, how dare you expose me and my scam? I have, you know, my 20 illegal children to put through college that doesn't exist.
0: Right. What I, I do with the actual ads that I find that are scams, I report it on the platform and I also report it to the FBI. I actually went down to the FBI because there was, it was a string of, you know, every single one was, a scam, it was like, you know, 10 in a row. So I went down to my local FBI office and I said, I feel like I have a duty to let you know that this is what I'm finding. And so then they gave me a website that I report these to. So I never hear back about what happens, but I I truly do believe that that is my duty as a business owner. Because we've got to, we've got to make a dent in this somehow, some way.
1: Well, I think awareness helps. Awareness will spark conversations. There was um, that was basically the point of a podcast uh, a couple episodes ago on racism that I did with my. Old dear friend Vera, and we talked about how it's just important to have the conversation because we're not having the conversation without conversations. That's where misunderstanding breeds because people are assuming things that aren't necessarily true or they're believing things that aren't necessarily true. And I think that holds true here.
0: Yeah. And are.
1: by having the conversation, we'll expose that this is an industry full of scammers.
0: It really is. I was helping a family member looking for a long-term rental. And and this is after I started the business. So, of course, the the fake ad advertiser didn't know who they were dealing with, that <laughs> they were dealing with Fireball, but the ad, you know, looked great and I contacted and I knew first response that I was dealing with the proverbial scam. And here's what she said, and it's just a boilerplate from what people hear all the time. Um, The rental was in St. Augustine. She was in Houston. She was in a bad car accident. Her husband was in the military. And so they had to leave their home here in St. Augustine and um, she just was looking for someone who would take care of her house, you know, as, as well as she would. So I knew right away um, who I was dealing with, but I did get the address. And she said, okay, if you drive by, if you see a property management sign, she says, um, we fired them. They were too greedy. So, you know, just disregard the sign. So now I really wanted to see the sign so that I could call the property manager. And when I did, she said, we know, we know about, you know, what's listed. She says, but we don't know what to do about it.
1: Good thing you showed up. Right. So is there something in the, uh, you know, the light bulb just went above my head, but it's not just, it just dawned on me that it's not just the potential renters you can help. If somebody is renting a property and they've been spoofed or they've been cloned, they should also contact you for help.
0: I agree. Yes.
1: Because it's just going to give them a bad reputation that's not deserved because somebody hijacked their information.
0: You know what? For vacation rentals, I actually came up with a, product for that. I have vacation rental owners that have come to me and said, I want your uh, certificate. I want your seal of approval. So they give me their information. I vet and make sure they, they are the owner. So if you go under my properties, it will say contact with confidence. And so, you know, you're not dealing with a hijacked ad or a scammers ad, but, you know, now you just gave me an idea. That would even be applicable to long-term rentals as well.
1: Uh, I, I would think so. Absolutely. Thank you. You are very welcome. Um,
0: we had one that I guess he didn't realize what, <laughs> what fireball was. He came to us and said, you know, I want to get your um, seal of approval. So in the, uh, Requirement. The documentation requirement. He gave us the copy of a passport of the actual owner in Switzerland. So I contacted the owner in Switzerland, and he said that was an ex-employee of mine. He has no reason to be listing my home anywhere. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you believe that? The gall. <sighs>
1: I'm starting to believe a lot of things. Right. Um, And I just hope that people are willing to admit they need help when they need it.
0: Right. And that's why I priced it the way I did, because I want it to be something that everyone can use. In fact, my target audience is the middle of the road, the, um, You know, if you speak to more affluent people, they don't really, they don't come across the situations that we do. You know, they have professionals at their disposal. Whereas mine is for, I I truly developed my product as it's for the masses.
1: Which is great. How... And I'm sorry. I just realized that when I say things like that, because I have a, I'm trying to transition. I don't mean to be dismissive. I actually do believe it's great, but it, it just, my brain works. I go into uh, coach mode because one of the things that I do is I do coach businesses and uh, leaders and uh, executives. Uh, on uh, I I do that and. I never charge for it. I don't charge for anything I do because I do it because I like to do it. Uh, I've been told that I'm an idiot by many, many people and that I could make lots and lots of money, but i don't I'm not I don't do what I do for <clears> the money. I, I, I just I do it because I like it. But I'm thinking, like how are you advertising? How are you spending your advertising dollars to make Facebook. the biggest bang for the buck?
0: Facebook
1: okay. That Facebook is- Facebook targeted ads.
0: Yes, Facebook targeted ads. Yes, okay. A new market that I am going after are like the traveling medical professionals, your traveling nurses. They go from location to location every 13 weeks. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I realized there was a need for that, my sister, who's in the medical profession, um, she called me and she says, Hey, sis, can you help um, a friend of mine? She got scammed on Craigslist. So she gave me the URL of a new listing. And unfortunately, that one didn't pan out either. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's four times a year that someone's needing an accommodation.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, that... um I'm just still floored that this is a thing that I don't know why I'm so shocked because criminals find a way to make money any way that they can, I suppose. And um, I guess we as people are just relatively naive and trusting in so many ways.
0: There is a psychology to it. And this is one of the reasons that it's so near and dear to my heart. Is when I was in the situation of trying to find a rental, the person that I was corresponding with, he really played on the emotions. Um, when I kept on saying, you know, I, I just cannot, without a shadow of a doubt, I just don't know that you are who you say you are. Now, here's, what's funny in Florida, most States you have public records,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, or you can check, you can put in the address a property appraiser, website, you put in the address, and it shows who the owner is. Now, mind you, not all states have that. California is one that you cannot look that up. Um, So I knew the name of the owner. But here I am corresponding with this person by email who happened to make the email in the name of the owner. So that was probably how the person from Chicago became a victim, because why would you think
1: twice? Well, perception is reality. The perception yeah. is that email matched the person's name I'm supposed to be talking to. Let me guess, it was like a Gmail account or something. It was, that was. It yeah. was. <laughs> and the interesting thing about Gmail accounts that people don't realize is that you can have, let's just say it's approves at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it is or not. It might be, but it probably isn't but you can do fireball dot approves, and right. it still works, or you can do fire dot ball approves, and it's right. still the same thing. Right. And by putting the dot in different places, you won't really catch collisions as much uh, collisions as you know, when you have a match, a hit against the match if you're searching for it, right. it won't show up because there's you know, the scammer can use the same email address over and over in multiple ways and not have it show up in a search.
0: Exactly. So he really put pressure on me. So he was saying to me, well, you know what? I've rented this house before you. I'll be renting this house after you. And the psychology of my husband and I were thinking, am I just being too cynical? Am I just being, you know, maybe it's me and maybe we're passing up a wonderful opportunity. And the fact that that thought even entered my brain, (laughs) that's why I had to do the business because if, if he actually had me questioning myself and the best, yeah,
1: the best to do.
0: <laughs> so I decided, okay, it's too easy for them to get away with this.
1: That's a very interesting manipulative tactic that people use in personal relationships with an abusive spouse or partner. Uh, is that type of tactic, and it's amazing that it will work on a stranger. But as you're talking it through, I can totally see that happens a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, think about the one who gave me the sob story.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah, sob stories are great. huh? Yes. And people play on emotions. Yes, they and really you
0: know do. what? We want to be trusting.
1: And as humans, we want to be helpful, right?
0: Yes.
1: Or at least that's my perception. I'm sure there's people out there that just aren't, but I mean, I am. and I'm, So I assume others are wanting to be helpful too. So of course, you know, of course, I'll help you because you're destitute and right. you know, I'll drive by and I'll rent this house. By renting this house, I'm helping you.
0: Right, exactly. Because I know that I'm, I would be a good tenant.
1: <laughs> exactly I'll be I'll be the best tenant ever in your foreclosed home that the bank owns that they're going to come knocking on the door with a bulldozer in 30 days from now after I've given you first and last month's deposit and first month run and,
0: and you know that is what really infuriates me is that the ones that are getting taken advantage of they're not ones that you know you can't that is such a hard life to begin with and then to be scammed on top of that, I won't stand for it.
1: And that's that's excellent to have you in our, all of our corner. So, if I could sum up, um, the bottom line really is is that as a renter, you really need to look out for yourself, and that the people that own the allegedly. Owned these properties. While there are many, I don't want to paint a broad. I, I don't want to paint a broad brush, and, and I've kind of done that throughout this entire episode. But that's not a true statement. And you were very good about saying that. Not everybody in the world is a scammer. It's a minority. So true. However,
0: they're good. <laughs> they're good. They're good at their craft, and they're, that-
1: they're good at their craft. And they're they wouldn't do it if they couldn't make money at it.
0: Yes.
1: So, so for for the rest of us, we need to be cautious. And if there is even the faintest seed of doubt in our brains, we're going to go to Fireball Proofs.
0: Yes. And, you and we're what? going to
1: find you and we're going to just for this, for the peace of mind alone, we're going to contact you and go for it. Yeah.
0: I mean, $19, that's, that is a drop in a bucket compared to what the potential, the chaos, the hassle, the waiting, the claim that you have to file with your credit card. I mean, it's just, it is immense. And I'm just talking about the vacation rentals when you should be having fun. But like you pointed out, the long-term rentals, that is, you know, the poor family that actually visited the house and you know walked through the house that that is just horrible just horrible
1: sure if you can break in change the locks and nobody knows or cares and right it's kind of easy to present yourself as the landlord there well well thank you for your time today on this episode I I hope that
0: that I gave your listeners, I hope that I gave them some tools for their tool bag that we don't have to, you know, that there is a way that you don't have to worry. Because even when, and I have to say, because I even check all of the platforms for rentals. And even when I use different platforms, I'm still at that point where I'm not rested until I'm actually at the location. And I know that it's okay. The whole time I'm thinking, please don't let this be the one. Please don't let this be the one. (laughs) Because like you said, perception is if it's a big company, that they've been vetted and that is not the case.
1: They can't vet everybody. Right.
0: uh, And people often think here's another perception. Well, you know, it costs money to actually list on other platforms. Why? So I turned that around to why wouldn't they, if they're going to pay money and get a return on that, which is much more, why would they not use other platforms?
1: If I'm going to spend $20 on an ad, I'm just picking a number out of thin air. Right. I'm going to spend $20 on an ad on a site to give me yeah. credibility and I'm going to charge you $800 for your first month rent. $800 for your security deposit. 800, you know, that I'm at $2400 for first and month and security deposit. Right. That $20 suddenly is not a big issue, is it?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So that is a perception that I think if, if we do have these conversations that maybe people will realize it's not infallible.
1: No, no, it's really not. And for everybody out there, again, if there's a seed of doubt in your head, yes, it's worth it to call. Um, and for anybody else who has now gotten a nefarious idea, Tammy's watching.
0: that's
1: funny <laughs> so do me a favor and yes. thank your daughter for me and thank her for I being will. a a long time valued listener i appreciate it Betcha. and thank you again for your time uh, i had fun even though we were talking about
0: it's a sad subject it
1: really it is. is but it was it was good to meet you and to talk to you and i appreciate it
0: i thank you thank you for your time thanks tammy take care